All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. My name is CJ Palmasano. I'm your host. And real quickly for you longtime listeners, I'm very sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Um, going through some technical difficulties last week of getting the podcast up. And I couldn't rip the audio that I was using and I couldn't get it up. So I'm just very sorry. And I apologize to my good friend Pat Rono, who was on and was filling in for Vinny last week. Um, apologize to you and to everybody who wanted to listen to last week. Um, this week I am flying solo. Vinny is uh, working. He's, he couldn't make it this week. But uh, that doesn't stop all the stuff that we have to talk about. Um, first and foremost, I think you know what we're going to kick things off with. You know what we're going to kick things off with. But we have a lot to talk about with She-Hulk, with uh, some Black Panther details. But the... the oh, God. I, <laughs> it is 2022, and I don't think any of us thought that this man would ever come back to play this iconic character. I mean, we kind of had an idea. Maybe he'd come back at some point with the whole multiverse saga and everything. And maybe he'd come back for Avengers Secret Wars. But that's not the case. This, just a few nights ago, randomly in the evening, Ryan Reynolds puts up a video of an update for Deadpool 3. A funny montage of clips of him saying things, you know. He's writing the Deadpool script in the the dusted uh, Deadpool costume in... uh, In Deadpool from Deadpool 2, he's pouring a glass of his own gin, which I can't remember what it's called, into a Deadpool mug. To where he eventually goes, I got nothing. Yeah, nothing up here. Squat. He's. Like, we had one idea, and then a man passes by eating an apple. And says, "Hey, Hugh, you want to come back and play Wolverine one more time?" And you hear Hugh Jackman go, "Yeah, sure, Ryan." And Whitney Houston's "And I Will Always Love You" coming hewn, and then you see the Deadpool logo and the three Wolverine slices like. This is absolutely the biggest news any of us could ever have. And I think that now a lot of people are saying, and I have to agree with it, is that Deadpool 3 just became, like, the hype for Deadpool 3 just became as big as it did for Spider-Man No Way Home. Maybe bigger, considering that it's just confirmed and told us that Hugh Jackman's going to be in, in uh, Deadpool 3. At least for Spider-Man No Way Home, it was only speculation that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire would show up. And I mean, yeah, we did know that Doc Ock was going to be in it because he was in the trailer, Alfred Molina, and we did know Jamie Foxx was going to be in it because they announced it, and then Green Goblin being in the next tra- in the official trailer. But yeah, this is, in- this is just the biggest news, and I think it's the best way they did this possible. Now, obviously, the internet was going crazy about this, not just because we're getting Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine in the MCU for the first time ever. That's one of his biggest regrets, he said. It was like, the one thing I wish I would have done with Wolverine is play Wolverine in the MCU. Um... Immediately the following day, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman put out a video of kind of like maybe answering some questions. And they put this up on social media and YouTube and everything. And they said they both go, hi. So I'm sure you have a lot of questions. And even Hugh's like, oh, I've got a lot of questions too. So they automatically say that it, that Deadpool 3 will not interfere with the events of what happened with Logan. The events of Logan, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Logan, uh, Logan dies. But that takes place in 2029. Uh, and uh, so, okay there. I'm like, okay, great. So we're not going to worry about anything as far as like timelines being changed or whatever, or whatever the case may be. I mean, we'll see. It's Deadpool. Maybe they don't care about that kind of thing. And then as they go to explain more, you hear uh, the... Um, I can't remember the name of the fucking song. Anyway, good cheetah bug but the boom boom back in my heart. Like that fucking song cuts playing as they're mouthing and they are like making you know movements and Hugh Jackman's pretending to stab Wolverine, uh, stab Deadpool as Wolverine, and Deadpool's got like oh, no. it was very funny and tongue in cheek and very uh, very Ryan Reynolds, very Deadpool. So. Yeah, I'm just gonna. A lot of this podcast is just gonna be me gushing over the fact that Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine. Now, I do want to give credit where credit is due for Vinny because he did say a while back. I was texting with him the other night, and he did say to me that um, it the most he, the scenario that he thought that we could have seen Hugh Jackman Wolverine return would be Deadpool 3. Now, I'll pull up the messages that he was sending me the other night just to clarify and get the exact context of what he was saying. And we were talking the other night, and I texted him and Andreas. What's up, Andreas? Our good buddy. Um, he's been on the podcast before. I'm like, I'm like, this is not a drill. 
And then I text Vinny. I'm like, I texted him part on my own and said, watch this shit right, right fucking now. What you want in the MCU more than anything is about to come true. And he, all capital letters, she's like, I fucking told you. I'm like, you didn't fucking tell me he'd be in Deadpool 3. And he goes to say, and I have to, and he was right about this. He said, I, and I quote, I said Deadpool 3 is going to be how they truly introduce the X-Men into the MCU. And, in all capital letters, I said that Wolverine is the most likely person to debut. What we speculated on who would be Wolverine, obviously my choice was Hugh. So... There you have it. Vinny had his finger on the pulse, apparently, and he apparently predicted Hugh Jackman as Wolverine returning to the MCU in Deadpool 3. I think Vinny is one of the very, very few people who predicted this would actually happen. I mean, I think he was just doing wishful thinking there, but still, my friend, you got it right there. So let's just talk about this for a little while. Obviously, I'm going to say I'm going to talk about this for a while. It's going to be most of the podcast. So, um, and also apologies if my audio seems a little out of whack or I appear to be moving a little bit much my uh like I said my my microphone stand the bottom of it wasn't cooperating with my table and it just wasn't coming on so I had to hold the microphone I have to hold the microphone this entire time so what I will say is with Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine there's a lot of positives to it and there may be some slight negatives one the positive is is that it's Hugh Jackman coming back as playing Wolverine <laughs> like that is the positive like when you think about perfect castings for superheroes for certain characters. Like, there are just some people who are a certain character. Like, to me, Hugh Jackman will always be Wolverine. And then you think of Iron Man from Robert Downey Jr., you think of Chris Evans, Captain America. You know, they are the perfect embodiment and the castings of Tony Stark, Iron Man, of, of Steve Rogers, Captain America, of Wolverine, those three guys in particular, just off the top of my head. You know, that is everything that you can think of right then and there. So, you think about all of the things like Wolverine coming back. I'm like, and my good friend Joe and I, who's been on this podcast, we've talked about how, you know, bringing back all these characters from these previous franchises of Marvel movies run by, whether it be by Fox or Sony or whatever the case, could be a bad thing because you're now trying to build upon all these new characters like Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe that's not such a great thing. Maybe, maybe so. But... I think that the fact that it, I th- I think I just think that we, we've we've wanted this we've wanted this for so long. Ryan Reynolds has wanted this for so long to do a movie with Hugh Jackman where Deadpool and Wolverine team up, and I for one is it's something I'm like you know what that's something I would love to have but I'm not gonna hold my breath. I really don't think it's gonna happen. I think Hugh Jackman is done as Wolverine, and I think the the character arc the story of Logan, you know, how he ended the move, how he ended his character and, and portrayal as Logan, it really was the perfect ending to a character arc that Hugh Jackman had been playing Wolverine since the, 19, the late 1990s, early 2000s. I don't think when Hugh Jackman signed on to play the character of Wolverine, I don't think he ever thought that he'd be playing the character for this fucking long. I don't think anybody did, not even Hugh Jackman especially. And it's just amazing to see. And, and still, Hugh Jackman looks incredible. Like, for his age, like, I think the guy is almost 60 years old, and he looks absolutely fantastic. So he really is Wolverine when you think about it, because Wolverine doesn't really age all that much. So it's he's just kind of looked the same for majority of his of his of his life. And that's a big benefit there when it comes to playing Wolverine. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of things that what could this movie kind of be around? You know, Ryan Reynolds kind of had the idea that it could be like a buddy cop movie where and I can't remember the movie in particular he's talking about, but the perspective would be from different points of view. Like the movie, it's like like the movie he's referencing, it would be like kind of like like there's three different narrators in this movie, and each one is a little more different than the last, just to for the bias of the character who's telling the story. Um, and maybe that could work in a sense. And a lot of people are thinking that it could be Deadpool kills the Fox universe, referencing the 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 highest, I believe, the highest selling Deadpool comic. Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. So it is a thing of where like Deadpool could probably go around. The, the Fox universe of characters, not just the X-Men, you know, not just seeing Patrick Stewart's, maybe Patrick Stewart's uh, Charles Xavier, uh, Ian McKellen's Magneto, maybe, like we even see in Evan Peters' Pietro, Quicksilver, we could see, you know, um, Nicholas Holt 
uh, beast or uh, Chelsea Grammer beast, um, and, and maybe just going around and killing different characters because he just wants to go to a new one. Who knows? And they, they could they could make that work. And then also I've seen on Koi's Comic Co- Corner um, the little uh, side thing that that uh, the real rejects do. Their their buddy Koi. He was talking about how imagine if you imagine and I can't take credit for this theory, but think about this. Imagine you know Deadpool just went through a bunch of different characters killing them, and then we see Chris Evans. We, we, we think, oh my God, it's Captain America. So he's going to kill Captain America. And then he just says, flame on. And then he just, he's a human torch. And the Fantastic Four are in this movie too. The Fox Fantastic Four in this movie. And Deadpool kills them too. Like, there's a lot you could do here, you know? And you're trying to think about, well, what version of Wolverine is this going to be? Is this going to be the Wolverine that ha- that comes before Logan? And I think that that version of Logan, if I get my... My my timelines right with the with the whatchamacallit of of the of the Marvel of the of of the, of the I don't know the idiocracy but the confusion of the X Men timeline that is so when you when we go to Days of Future Past Wolverine is sent back in time to go to young uh, Professor Charles Xavier and young Magneto to try and change the timeline before the Sentinels get super advanced and wipes out all of mutants all the mutants around the world. And then we fast forward to, and this changes the timeline. We fast forward to Logan in the year, I believe it was 2023, if that's the if that's the case for um, the X Men at the end of Days of Future Past. And if you see Charles Xavier with the hovering uh, wheelchair and everything, um, his memories, uh, Logan's memories, are the memories of when he first met the X Men from 1999 all the way to, up to the the Wolverine and Days of Future Past, up and then. There's an entire section of, of time where Logan doesn't remember, and that's the timeline, I'm guessing, from post-Days of Future Past to X-Men Apocalypse and X-Men uh, the Rise of the Phoenix, I think, or Rise of the Dark Phoenix. I didn't see the Rise of the Dark Phoenix, but Apocalypse sucked. My point being is that Logan has all these memories where from two completely different timelines. Just because that he remembers them and nobody else does doesn't mean it didn't necessarily happen. As we've seen with things like the TVA and the multiverse, it means things did happen. They just, the time changed. There are theories and speculation out there that the the X-Men Days of Future Past universe is shared within the 838 universe that we saw in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That that Professor Charles Xavier is the same Professor Charles Xavier from the 838 universe. So it could make sense. It could make a lot of sense that Deadpool, and it, it also stems from, and you're probably wondering, well, how does all this multiverse hopping happen, uh, multiverse hopping happen? Uh, what is your theories on this? Like, what you're probably asking yourself that, like, how do we get to this point, and why does Deadpool need Wolverine? Well, it could be very storyline-oriented uh, and very detailed, but at the same time, it could be not detailed because it's fucking Deadpool, and really, Deadpool doesn't have to be detailed because he is one of the few characters in comics and in movies, who is very self-aware of what he's doing, like, you know, of who, of what's going on. He, he's very self-aware that he's a character in a story. So, um, it could stem from back with Deadpool 2. Now, de- at the end of Deadpool 2, in the post credit scenes, uh, Deadpool uh, got Negasonic Teenage Warhead to fix Cable's uh, time watch, and at the time, like, at the end of Deadpool 2, uh, Deadpool dies, but then Cable... Uh, goes back in time to resets the timeline with his technology, future tech, to save Deadpool. Um, and then that was the last. He only had one more jump, so he saved Deadpool. And now he's stuck in the in the present time with Deadpool and the remaining X Men that worked with them, or the X Force, I guess. And now he took it. Now a lot of people at the time feel like, oh, this is just a fun gag, and it's not really going to mean anything. But what if it does? What if it does? Because Marvel has clearly, studios that is, Marvel Studios has clearly established that with things like the TVA, you know, different universes, the multiverse and everything, there are different realities. So Deadpool coming into with, coming into this third movie with Wolverine, he could have jumped the timeline, grabbed Wolverine, he could have jumped the timeline. Maybe this Deadpool, like he was changing things like, you know, he went back in time and killed his previous self. From the X Men Origins, uh, from the X Men Origins movie, where they zipped, you know, where they removed his lips from the movie, which was the worst possible thing you could ever do to Deadpool. 
And, you know, he even played gags of, like, killing Ryan Reynolds himself when he saw the gr- <laughs> the Green Lantern script. He's like, well, you made the big time, kid. And then he and then he fucking shoots him with a good old, you're welcome, Canada. I Just poking fun. And, and again, very meta, very Deadpool, you know. Could mean, at the time, we probably felt nothing of it. But now it can come into play. And now it could be a thing of where Deadpool is fucked with a timeline and maybe... Deadpool has caused an incursion in his own universe. So what does he do? Maybe he just goes around and figures, well, I can't save this universe, so maybe I can just kill everybody else so they don't have to suffer. Maybe he does a fucked up thing like that. Maybe the TVA gets involved. Who knows? This is going to be under the Marvel Studios umbrella. We did know that Deadpool 3 would take place in the MCU. So maybe that's that. And maybe he grabs Wolverine because... One, he just wants Wolverine and Deadpool team up, and that's all we want. But maybe this Wolverine, this Logan, has memories that can be useful to Deadpool about hopping different timelines, hopping different universes. So maybe that could all come into play with Deadpool 3. I personally think that a lot of those things could happen. I think the TVA is a bit of a long shot, but I do think that it's very possible. Um, I, I don't know. We, we don't currently know how long Hugh Jackman is signed on to play as Wolverine. Right now, at the time of this recording, those details are a solid shot. We don't know a damn thing about Hugh Jackman's contract. We don't know if this is a one-off thing. We don't know if he'll appear in the other Avengers movies. We don't know. Will he be the permanent Logan of the MCU? The permanent Hugh, ja- permanent Hugh Jackman? The permanent Wolverine of the MCU? I don't know. But one thing I am hoping for this movie is that we do get a comic-accurate uh, Wolverine costume for this movie because the Brian Singer X-Men movies Brian Singer the director he didn't want it and apparently he didn't want comic books on the set where apparently uh, Ke- uh, Kevin Feige would have Hugh Jackman sneak over to Kevin Feige or, or Kevin Feige would sneak over to Hugh Jackman's trailer or whatever because if you if you weren't aware if you were not aware I should say Kevin Feige worked on those early X-Men films and Hugh Jackman would sneak comic books with Kevin Feige and read them so I'm hoping we do get the cowl uh, suit whether it be the the yellow and blue uh, suit or the the golden brown Wolverine suit I'm hoping we get that because we have seen Logan like Hugh, Wolverine Logan just be Logan and I'm hoping we do get that you know he it just it would just be really really cool and especially in the time of Marvel where we're getting comic accurate costumes from from Scarlet Witch from Sam Wilson's Captain America to Daredevil's new look in coming up in in She-Hulk pretty soon uh you know just so and then even Hawkeye with his more of his purple-esque suit uh, there, there's, there's so much comic accuracy in the MCU right now. John Walker, U.S. Agent, is another, U.S. Agent, it's another one I just thought of. So there's so much happening with like comic accurate suits. I'm really hoping Hugh Jackman gets his comic accurate Wolverine suit. We've been wanting it forever. If if this is the only time we ever get Wolverine in the MCU, let's have him have the comic accurate suit. Am I right? Like, I, look. I do like Logan, like the the look of Wolverine, because I I was used to it with Hugh Jackman. It was okay, but I grew up watching the X Men '97, the nineteen 1990s show. I grew up watching that show, and Wolverine had the fucking cowl. He had that suit. Same thing goes for the um the other X Men generations. I can't remember the other name of that X Men show, but it was in during the mid two thousands. A similar run, you know. Wolverine had that suit, so. Let's let's just do that. I know the Ultimate Comics. It was more. I, I think maybe based more around that because Wolverine had like he had the X Men suit, but he didn't have the cowl. So let's let's get the cowl. Let's get the the the, the mask. If if for those of you who may be lost right now, let's get it back. Um, yeah, I, I think what this movie will probably be is um, it'll probably be a loose adaptation of Deadpool killing the Fox universe. Maybe I th- I think Deadpool is probably going to cause an incursion, and instead of trying to save it, he's going to try and maybe kill everybody. He'll grab Wolverine along for shits and giggles, and maybe Logan has some memory of what he can do, and maybe he maybe he can let Deadpool know of a timeline where they can go where things might be safe. Who knows? Because he has all this knowledge in him. So we'll have to wait and see there. Ultimately, they will end up in the MCU. I do think that 
Deadpool could probably end up as a member of the Thunderbolts by the end of Deadpool 3, or maybe he could show up in the Thunderbolts as a post-credit scene because Deadpool is a member of the wasn't a member of the Thunderbolts at one point. So that's my prediction there. Um, and as far as people thinking like this could ruin the thing of Logan, I don't think so. I I am just I'm just so excited for this now, and I cannot wait until 20. We have to wait a couple of years, but it's gonna be fucking amazing. This movie, by the way, is officially going to kick off uh, phase six. At the time, we thought it was going to be the Fantastic Four, but there was a fall 2024 release date that was unconfirmed, and it wasn't given a date yet. So now we have four movies confirmed for phase, uh, I say phase six? As if we're in phase, yeah, we're in, that's phase six, because we're about to be in phase five. We're ending phase four with Wakanda Forever, and we're about to be in phase five by next year with Quantumania. So in phase six, we're going to get Deadpool 3 starting it off in September 24th, uh, or 22nd, I believe. I don't know. It's going to be in 2024. And then we're going to get Fantastic Four, then a Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars, hopefully in 2025. We'll have to wait and see there. Um, Just, I'm just fucking, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Deadpool easily could be a member of the Thunderbolts. Um, and that's something I would like to see. A lot of people thought he could be. Um, but that does lead into our next topic, is that we have... A big breaking news story that um, published today at the time of this recording. So as I was about to leave work, I see something on Facebook pop up. And apparently it says that Harrison Ford, that's right, you heard me right. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Han Solo could be joining the MCU as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Now, for those of you who need a refresher... Thunderbolt Ross was played by the actor William Hurt. He was the Secretary of State in Captain America Civil War and in Black Widow, and he was the uh, he was the uh, general in um, <clears throat> in uh, the first Incredible Hulk movie in the MCU with uh, Edward Norton. So I'm gonna be reading this. This is coming from Screen Rant. Uh, Indiana Jones star and uh, Indiana Jones and Star Wars star Harrison Ford is reportedly considered to join Marvel's Thunderbolts movie cast in a known MCU role. Harrison Ford is reportedly in consideration to join Marvel Thunderbolts, possibly as a part of the Thunderbolt uh, Ross recast. There has long been an uh, expectation that that the Marvel Cinematic Universe would eventually introduce a team of villains. uh, Marvel Studios finally confirming their intentions at San Diego Comic-Con 2022 by announcing the Thunderbolts movie. The theorization about the team's debut has hovered over MCU's for, for years, uh, thanks to the reemergence of William Hurt's General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in Phase Three, however, Hurt's passing earlier this year made it seem though as General Ross would uh, would not be seen again. The official announcement of the Thunderbolts movie team at D23 2022 seemingly backed this up. There was no mention of Thaddeus Ross ha- uh, Thaddeus Ross having a role in the movie and Marvel's intentions to recast the role. Instead, Marvel Studios President Kevin Feige revealed an assembled cast that includes Florence Pugh as Evelina Volova, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, David Harbour as Red Guardian, Hannah. Joan Kamen as Ghost, Olga Kurlienko as Taskmaster, Wyatt Russell as U.S. Agent, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, with director Jake Schreer attached and a summer 2024 release date announced. It seemed as though this was the main Thunderbolt roster. This is, this now is, uh, there is now a rumor that Harrison Ford could join the Thunderbolts cast as General Ross from a Variety and Collider reporting. Jeff uh, Snyder revealed that the information on his podcast, The Hot Mic, according to Snyder, Ford is is or was being considered by Marvel to take over Hurt's role as General Ross in Thunderbolts. He even said that his source indicated it was a done deal before D23, but that Lucasfilm presented Kathleen Kennedy... Uh, President Kathleen Kennedy stepped in and blocked the announcement to keep Ford's spotlight on Indiana Jones 5 instead of joining the MCU. Here is what they he originally said. Quote, Marvel has denied what I'm about to tell you, and that and that's a matter of timing. Am I too early or am I too late? So the deal is multiple sources have indicated that Harrison Ford either is or was the studio's top choice to star in the Thunderbolts movie as General Ross himself because William Hurt passed away. 
Harrison Ford's General Ross would be a huge win for the Thunderbolts. Ford's Thunderbolts casting is still theoretical at this point, but it would be it would be a huge win for the MCU Phase Five if it happens. Ford is one of Hollywood's biggest stars. Uh, thanks to his work in major franchises like Indiana Jones and Star Wars, but he has never done a superhero movie. He will become Thunderbolt's most well-known cast member and could help uh, help the anti-hero team move draw in big crowd, uh, big crowd come July 2024. It would also continue Ford's great relationship with Disney. Another plus of the news Ford possibly joining the Thunderbolts in the indication that General Ross and Red Hulk, as a result, is still part of Marvel's plan for the movie. The original roster announcement drew criticism because most of the members were just super soldiers. General Ross is a former soldier, but him finally becoming Red Hulk in the MCU would pay off and over a decade of storytelling potential for Marvel. Now, it just remains to be seen if Ford actually joins the Thunderbolts team in the MCU. So, that's a lot to take in there. Yes, we all know Harrison Ford, as we love Harrison Ford in many of his roles. Um, in particular, obviously, for Han Solo, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Um, yeah, so when William Hurt passed away, it was a thing of just like, man, that sucks, you know? Because I, I liked William Hurt in the MCU as Thunderbolt Ross, and there were teases, uh, I mean, maybe teases, but but the the potential of Red Hulk coming to the MCU would be massive, you know? Like, I know there's a room, there's rumored, like, you know, uh, World War Hulk storyline, but we could maybe eventually get a Red Hulk versus Hulk movie uh, at some point. I actually just recently, I recently just became a, uh, I just became a library card member in my local library, and I saw that they had the introduction of Red Hulk's uh, comic book adaptation, and I'm going to start reading that pretty soon. Um, we all figured that maybe William Hurt would eventually become the Red Hulk, as he does we, uh, you know, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, as he does in the comics. Red Hulk is a member of the Thunderbolts, and you know, and some mostly the leader of the Thunderbolts. So it when he when William Hurt passed away, it's like you know maybe we're not gonna get Red Hulk in the MCU, and maybe they would just um they would just maybe I don't know maybe they would just have uh they named it as a tribute to him. But now with this report happening, it's it's very interesting. Um, you know, some could say. That maybe it's a little disrespectful to William Hurt for, you know, he only just uh, half uh, passed away. Uh, but again, you have to remember that movie is coming, is not coming out until 2024 or 2020. Yeah, 20, 2024. It's, it's not coming out for quite some time or 2023 or whatever it was. No, it's 2024. Um, it's not coming out for quite some time, you know, not for another two years. So at that point, William Hurt would have passed long since passed away. And maybe the option would be happening. Personally, I think Harrison Ford would be a great pick to play William Hurt, uh, William Hurt, Thunderbolt Ross, um, because, like that article said, it would do a lot of big box office numbers for the movie. Now, granted, I'm excited for the Thunderbolts movie. Just on, it, I, I was just for excited for it on its own for the idea and premise of the Thunderbolts. Because they are an anti-hero slash villainous group, which would be Marvel's answer to the Suicide Squad. And I think the cast that they chose and the characters they chose were really, really good. I was very surprised that they got Red Guardian in there. Red Guardian was one of my favorite parts of Black Widow. I was even more surprised when they got Bucky in there. I, I So I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, I think you could really do a good job trying to lead the box office with Sebastian Stan and maybe Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova and Bucky Barnes respectively with them as the top stars. Now, obviously, David Harbour is a draw because he's in Stranger Things. Um, But I think having Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross and potentially becoming the Red Hulk would be a really even bigger draw. I mean... I mean, you could also argue that Marvel is so big that it doesn't necessarily matter who is in are in these movies and who's starring. I think that's a that's a yes and no scenario. I think yes, you're right that people will still come to see it, but it's a matter of how many people come to see it. How many people are going to come and see the Thunderbolts for the cast that we have? I think if you do get Harrison Ford along for this, and if he is being considered, it would be a very very good idea. A lot of what this guy this who reported this makes a lot of sense of Kathleen Kennedy not wanting to uh, announce him in the movie, considering it would take away the shine from the new Indiana Jones movie that he's doing. Um, It would be 
really, really, uh, that would be, you know, wouldn't be all, this, all that smart because, you know, people will be talking about that rather than Indiana Jones because, let's face it, Marvel is a bigger property and commodity than Indiana Jones. I love the Indiana Jones movies, but it would take away that shine. So I think at some point we'll get some kind of announcement and maybe we'll get some kind of tease in, a, in an after credit scene of some sorts. But again, I'm all for this. Um, if it's done right, which I think it will, because I think Red Hulk and the MCU would just be really cool and really fun. You know, I just there's so much you can do with Hulk versus, you know, Red Hulk. And I, I figured that Abomination would probably become a member of the Thunderbolts, you know, considering that um, that, you know, we don't have we didn't have William Hurt anymore and being uh, Red Hulk and everything. So probably Abomination will become a member of the Thunderbolts, or maybe now that he really is reformed, as we, as as we can see so far in She-Hulk, maybe he'll be join the Avengers or something, or who knows. But I think this is a good idea. Harrison Ford, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, give it some time. I you know I think it'll be great. I think it'll be really cool. Um, at the same time, going into another Hulk, let's get into She-Hulk episode seven. So I am just gonna say that Marvel. I think has a problem when it comes to She-Hulk, and I talk about this in our, our Lost episode that was supposed to come out last week. I think here's the thing with when it comes to She-Hulk. I think that when it comes to the last few episodes, what they have done as far as teasing us with what's going to happen for the for the blow-off, and for, I, I, think, I think they've done a good job teasing, but I think they have teased too much and here's where I'll go with this if we recall I think after episode four it was episode four um, when they after they released the mid uh, mid season trailer it was strange because I remember them releasing this trailer I think like maybe the day before the actual episode came out of episode five it was strange so that happens, and I'm seeing all these clips of like She-Hulk and Daredevil together, and Matt Murdock and Jen Walters together, uh, all over Twitter and Instagram. And I'm just like, what is going on here? So I see it. I'm like, okay, cool. So Deadpool, Deadpool, Daredevil must be coming pretty soon. And I think in episode five, it's when she got her uh, her her clothes from the designer, who I can't remember that character's name, and then you know he made her a super suit just because. And then he goes over to a a box that's opened. And he says, you know, assistant of whoever, so and so, like, uh, isn't a client uh, uh, confidentiality a thing anymore? And we see it's Daredevil's gold and red helmet. And again, we kind of already knew this was happening. We kind of already knew because we saw him in the promo footage leading up for She-Hulk. And I'm like, okay, awesome. I was on I was on a plane down to South Carolina watching that episode of She-Hulk. And I'm like, all right, this is fucking cool. I'm, I'm excited. And I was already interested in She-Hulk. And I was more excited because Daredevil was coming. And then we get episode six with uh, the wedding and Jen just going straight into the camera saying to us, yeah, it's a wedding episode. Kind of inconvenient how the way the show's going, but that's kind of how weddings are during the week. And the episode was, it was fine. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I liked the teasing and the intelligentsia stuff. Uh, that was really done really well. And then we get this episode here, which for the most part, I, I gotta be completely honest with you. Uh, I feel I'm more of a positive person when it comes to the Marvel stuff and the movies and everything and the shows. Um, this episode was very cringy for me. I'm sorry. It, it, it just was, you know? Like, I didn't mind the the stuff where she's going out with Josh and she's meeting the guy. I didn't mind that, you know? It's it's fine. Like, as a character, I want, you know, I, I do think Jen Walters and She-Hulk are cool and great and funny. But I didn't care for when after they slept together... She texts him, and she's obsessing over it, and then we get the malfunction with Blonsky's chip, and then, you know, these superhero guys wreck her car, and, you know, he has some support group, and she's obsessing for the entire episode of this guy texting her back, and it's just like, man, why do we have to, why is this such a pivotal part of the episode? And then we see that one of the guys that attacked her in the earlier of the season uh, is in Blonsky's support group, and they even get a previously on, which I thought was very funny. Uh, on this, wait, 
you remember the, okay for those of you that remember can we get a previously on this guy and it shows who was oh, oh yeah I even myself I'm like who the fuck is this guy why is this a big deal uh, so I really enjoyed that and that was funny but then you know she goes over and attacks him as She-Hulk and then she sits in the group as She-Hulk and they're talking about the guy and everything and the sport I thought a lot of this stuff was just very cringy and I just didn't like it but uh, you know I did like the scene where she's dealing with this inner turmoil and struggle of like where she says you never have that friend who was you know friends with everybody and super popular and beautiful and funny you know hello and then she at her as She-Hulk like I'm that person people love She-Hulk but they don't love Jen and I felt like that part of it okay this inner turmoil and struggle she has with herself I didn't mind that but the but watching this episode was hard to get through and then eventually when it cuts back to previously and then you know she gets through herself and you know I don't need no man you know all that shit and and she and she goes through and she powers through and she you know she's gonna try and be a you know power through things and try to be try to love herself and like you know what I think self-love is important I think you gotta love yourself before you can care about others and love love uh, other people I truly believe that and you know that's a that's a powerful message to be sent um, and then it shows off into the, after this guy Josh slept with her. He's getting dressed and he's copying her phone with a with a with a you know like whatever the fuck he's he got the same phone. He's he's cop the data on his his phone is copying her cell phone. Then he takes a picture of her when she's you know asleep and naked. Uh, I mean, obviously we didn't see titties or anything, but she like you know, saw her back, and then he sends it to Hulk King and sends emojis of pretty much saying, I got her blood. So, again, I still think this is intelligentsia, like the group is actually becoming a group. It's an actual group, and I talked about it. I think the leader is behind this, and I again, some of the stuff I don't remember what I talked about because the last episode didn't release last week, but I think a lot of the leaders behind this um, you know, other members like Modok could be coming because Modok is going to be Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The leader, who is, we don't know, uh, Tim Blake played him. You might remember him as uh, he was in Holes and he had a very fun cameo in Meet the Fockers where he was a, uh, a state trooper. It's like, I need you to remain in the vehicle. What's that, old timer? Says your CSI says you're retired. What you gonna do, old timer? So Tim Blake is very funny, and Tim Blake has been confirmed to be returning to the MCU in Captain America: New World Order as the leader. If you recall from the Edward Norton uh, Hulk film, you'll see that um, after uh, Blonsky became Abomination and he threw uh, the leader. I can't remember like the the character's actual name, the alter ego. He gets some of Banner's blood on his head and starts to f- form and be huge. The leader is a, you know, he's Hulk-esque and his brain is massive. He's fucking massive. He's, he's a genius. And he is the leader, not only just the leader, but he's also the, the head of the intelligentsia. So, and my theory was, is that if he can't get Bruce Banner's blood, all this time he hasn't been able to get Bruce Banner's blood, can't find Bruce Banner because now he's out in space going to, uh, you know, assumingly he's going back to Sakaar. Um, we will see. That's why he's been trying to get Jen Walter's blood. And there, I think myself and Pat Rona were saying last week that um, in the lost episode that we believe that maybe those those syringes were made from vibranium. And maybe that guy she went out with earlier in the season where she's like, you know, oh, yeah, I got pretty thick, uh, pretty tough skin. You're like, um, uh, not much can penetrate it, even vibranium. So maybe the leader could have gotten vibranium from maybe Wakanda. And this kind of ties into the Black Panther stuff we're going to talk about. Maybe it's not, because a lot of people think it's going to be Dr. Doom who's kind of doing this stuff. Maybe it's not Dr. Doom. Maybe it's the leader who's kind of pinning Wakanda against uh, against Atlantis. Maybe that is the situation that's going on and those syringes are made out of of vibranium and that's probably how they're going to get the blood back from Jen Walters. Now, I will say the the problem with all this thing going on with She-Hulk, I think when when it's all said and done, when we reach episodes 8 and 9, I think we're really going to be in for a real treat and have some fun with those next two episodes. My only problem is 
is that there isn't a whole bunch of action here. And maybe it's like, oh, you know, it's a lawyer show and all that. And just, I think Marvel tried something new. And for me, it just didn't work. I think the thing is, people wanted to be, and I'm going to quote Wong here, to be, for her to be a Hulk. I, I kind of just wanted that. Yes, like, you know, she's a lawyer and I get that in the comics, but. I kind of wanted. I kind of want more action. I hope we get more action in these next two episodes to make up for the lack of action in the past three. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I I just think that Marvel has seen the negative reviews that people have given this show, and I think that they they're just you know they put up that mid season trailer to show Daredevil like oh remember Daredevil's coming, and then but the thing is Marvel knew. What episode Daredevil was actually showing up in? You guys knew one. You know, you guys know when he's coming. So okay, you put the the, the teaser, the teaser, the mid teaser trailer or whatever, and then you get teased with Daredevil. He teases with Daredevil's helmet. Okay, cool. That's fine. I'm I'm fine with the he ever tease every now and again. That's cool. But then I have to wait for episode six, two two more, two three more episodes for Daredevil to actually show up. Come on. Like, that is just trying to grab the fans who are losing interest to keep watching this show that they're not liking. And I am teetering on that line now. You know, in in my opinion, this is probably, I mean, I, it have to depends on when it ends. But when I'm watching, uh, um, when I've watched these Marvel Disney Plus shows, for the most part, I am thoroughly enjoying myself. And maybe some landings didn't stick. Like, like when it comes to Moon Knight, I thought Moon Knight was one of the most amazing creative things I've ever seen in in the MCU with with uh, with Oscar Isaac. I loved it. And his performance as Moon Knight is what really, really drew me to how good I thought the show was. However, I didn't think the landing stuck. You know, but but just about every episode I watch, every episode I watch, I'm just like, I'm really I'm really excited for this. Whether I was binging it or I was watching it straight through, I was enjoying everything. She-Hulk, I feel like I'm not I'm not enjoying it every week. You know, there are elements of it that I like, but for the most part, I'm just like, okay. And then we were also apparently supposed to get a gag after credit scene for every episode, and that stopped for episode five. So I don't know what's gonna happen here. I hope something big in the end happens with She-Hulk and with Daredevil. I'm just hoping for something that can make up for the time that we're losing because, honestly, in my personal opinion, for people who are not watching She-Hulk right now and who just are just waiting and seeing, I would just say just binge the show right now, all right? I would say just binge the show. At this time of recording, my opinion could change because, again, it's a week-to-week thing, but for me... I just was not a fan of this episode. I think there's been too many teasing and not enough um, things actually happening. You've teased stuff for us for three episodes now, and not much has happened in the past three episodes. I mean, hell, even WandaVision, while people were souring on it at first, it teased stuff, but things were paying off at, at just about every episode you could think of. By episode three, we were seeing things really shape up. Like, by episode three, that is when we saw things kind of just... Like, there were teases throughout the entire... Every episode, every every subtle little things, and they just grew bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, that is a perfect... that Maybe not perfect, but that is a really well-told story from start to finish. You know? I don't think the storytelling in She-Hulk is done very well. So... My opinion, I just think that thing. I hope that things get better, and I hope things do well for Daredevil. Because because watching, I wasn't really worried about Daredevil, but now I kind of am going into this. But moving on, we have to get to the last bit of of portion of this episode, and we're be talking about a lot about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So Empire Magazine did a recent uh, issue on Black Panther, and we got some details about the supposed plot. So, some people are theorizing that maybe Black Panther Wakanda Forever takes place during the snap um, because of a line that Kevin Feige says. Kevin Feige says that it was, quote, much too soon to recast T'Challa and leading up to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. People think that because, well, maybe they could recast him for Black Panther 3 and this takes place during the snap. But some people are like, well, didn't Shuri die during the snap? And who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But a lot. Of, but also in Avengers Endgame, people thought that Scott Lang died in the snap. But 
I would think if Shuri was alive, she would be helping. So we will see. But I don't think that Wakanda Forever is going to take place during the snap. I think they are going to probably they are going to honor Chadwick Boseman. Like that is all we've been hearing from stories and reports that this really is honoring Chadwick Boseman's legacy as Black Panther. But there still is some really great news coming out of this Empire Magazine um, article that we are getting uh, confirmation that Tanaka Huerta, if I can pronounce his name correctly, who plays Namor, I probably butchered his name, I'm very sorry. Um, He confirmed that Namor is a mutant in the MCU. So that is very, very cool. We are going, at the time of what we have in the MCU at the moment, Namor is a mutant, Miss Marvel's a mutant, and then when Deadpool and Wolverine come, they're also mutants. So he said that apparently this is not Atlantis of what Namor is, Namor's the ruler of. He said apparently Namor is the ruler of uh, Talakon, if I pronounce that correctly. Again, I wrote this from the ear. Uh, he's drawn into the surface. He's drawn into the surface because of T'Challa's decision in Black Panther because of him revealing Wakanda's wealth is dangerous for uh, Talakan. And Namor didn't want Wakanda to tell the world about Vibranium and how much they have. So apparently the thing is is that Namor goes to Wakanda himself. The theory is that he's going to go to Wakanda himself and say, you need to retract what you said. Not retract, but like you need to go back into hiding. You need to close off your door. You need to close your doors, lock the keys, because you revealing this can hurt Talakon. And maybe Talakon has vibranium. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. We don't know. But it kind of doesn't work because T'Challa, at the end of Black Panther, did open up Wakanda's resources to the rest of the world and creating a... Um, a embassy building in Oakland, California. So it's not going to be looking very good. And this all leads to possible things. And we, a lot of people say like Kevin Feige's words of, you know, the thing of it was much too soon to, to recast T'Challa. And now it's like much too soon to recast him. So does that mean it's possible to recast him? That's why the theory of, of uh, Wakanda forever happening during the snap doesn't make, isn't too crazy considering that if it is taking place during the snap, then maybe in Black Panther 3 he comes back and it's another actor, and then by that point for the third Black Panther, people would have had a lot of time to mourn for T'Challa and he would have, you know, be a different actor. Um, You know, it's um, a lot to take in there. I personally don't think they should should recast uh, T'Challa as Black Panther. Um recast Chadwick Boseman and I know a while ago I was saying that I think Harrison Ford recasting William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross would be really cool there's a big difference here now while I like the performance of William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross and I love Harrison Ford and I also love I love the performance of Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther and just Chadwick Boseman as an actor Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther uh, he touched so many lives and so many people's hearts and Black Panther the movie was a cultural phenomenon for so many people around the world and it was a beautiful thing that happened and it's just sad that such a a wonderful human being was gone way too soon and I think I don't think Marvel would ever recast T'Challa in the MCU maybe we could get a T'Challa variant in the upcoming Avengers movies with Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. Who knows? I think that then it's okay because it's another universe of T'Challa. But there's also theories of, well, there's rumors that there will be another male Black Panther because it is clear that Shuri will be the Black Panther by the end of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I mean, there's not a shadow shadow of doubt in my mind that made me think otherwise. I truly think that she's going to be the Black Panther when this movie is over. Now, there could be rumors, there's rumors speculating about a male Black Panther, which it could be M'Baku. Maybe M'Baku could become the new king of Wakanda, which M'Baku was one of my favorite parts of the Black Panther movie, so I wouldn't mind it. There's also the rumors of T'Challa and Nakia having a son before T'Challa dies, 
And then Nakia gives birth to that son, and he becomes the new king of Wakanda and the male Black Panther. Maybe we'll have a male Black Panther and a female Black Panther. I mean, stranger things have happened. We've had a male Spider-Man, a female Spider-Man, various different, uh, you know, uh, spe- female, uh, <laughs> male Spider-Man, and female Spider-Man, a Spider-Man and a Spider-Woman in different iterations, whether it be like Spider-Girl or Spider-Woman who has nothing to do with actual, p- of, of Spider-Man's actual powers. Her powers are different. Um, I don't mind that. I, I think that, Having those two, I mean, for one, you can still sell like more Halloween costumes and stuff, or even like, uh, what we call it, like action figures and toys and all that. But I think it would make sense because it's a similar thing of just another person as taking up the mantle of Black Panther, similar to a Sam Wilson taking up the mantle of Captain America. The same thing goes for. Uh, Bucky Barnes is Captain America. Steve Rogers, Captain America. Uh, uh, what's we call it? Fucking, I just had it in my head and I cannot think of it. Um, now I remember. Uh, Mighty Thor. Uh, Jane Foster as 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 the as Thor. So it's different people holding up the mantle of different characters. Similar like a Miles Morales Spider Man. So I don't mind this one bit, but I want to know what you guys think. So. Let us know what you think about these little details about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. What do you think about the possibility of Harrison Ford joining the MCU as Thunderbolt Ross and potentially becoming the Red Hulk? Uh, and let us know what you guys think about Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine in the MCU for Deadpool 3. Let us know on our social media pages at fanspeculation underscore pod on Instagram and fanspeculation, all one word there, on Twitter. Uh, if you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, write a review if you can and just tell us how much you love this show or how much you hate this show and how much you really want us to improve. Tell us what we need to improve. We can take constructive criticism. Don't just say that we fucking suck and the show is bad. Give us some critiques. Tell us what we need to do. Tell us what we don't need to do. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening if you made it this far to the end. Uh, let us know what you think about all the stories we talked about tonight on this week's episode. So for CJ Palmasano, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. The Kang Gang Bang!